Welcome to the podcast. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it for sure. I appreciate you accepting the invite. And um, just just to kick things off, how what has your 2021 been like so far? Man, my 2021 has been, it's been different, mm-hmm. but it's been a different, it's been a good different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's challenged me in ways that I hadn't been challenged before. And it it stretched my thinking. Um, uh, A lot of times when you're faced with problems and you don't know what to do with them, it's difficult for you. I'm solutions oriented, so I'm constantly on overdrive, like trying to figure out how to get around things. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's definitely made me move different, um, but it's been a good different. Like I said, I've I've established some new relationships. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been stretched as far as my reading, you know, just different little things that I'm doing just to try to get that edge because... I mean, I always said it before, but it's really true now. Life is a game of chess, not checkers. Hmm. And you have to be so many moves ahead and ready because you never know what the opponent is going to give you. And in this case, you know, the opponent knocked us out for a whole year where we were not been able to do what we wanted to do. But um, if we ever go into anything like that again, I know now what moves I need to make so that I come out stronger. Hmm. I, I guess what, with that, how did with you if I remember right, you're a principal of a yes. high school principal, correct? Middle school. Middle, middle school. school. Gotcha. Uh-huh. So it's like being in that in that type of leadership role, what was it like dealing with that? Because I mean, on, on a regular basis, you already have like different things. Like you have to deal with your personnel, you have to deal with parents, you have to deal with like the school district and, and all those other things. Now you throw into the mix a pandemic or just everything's being shut down. Like what challenges did that pose you? It, it actually, and I'm, I'm, it's going to sound weird when I tell you this, it actually freed me up to do what I normally do. Um, I'm, I'm all about empowering others to make the best decisions and to take control of their life. So mm-hmm. in this situation, when things were going on, I had to talk and double down on that even more. And the kids have always been my why. So focusing on the kids was something that was like, okay, hey, that's what I'm here for. Focusing on the safety and well-being of others, that's what I'm here for. You know, a lot of times people talk about now the SEL, the social and emotional learning component of education. I've been on that. You know, this this is not new to me. I've been pouring into others and telling others, hey, it's going to be okay," And being that shoulder to lean on. Um, a lot of times you're the counselor, you're the principal, you're the pastor, you're the father, you know, you you serve a lot of different roles. And so when you normally do that, then when this comes, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm just being me, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids are gravitating towards you. Now, some of the connections and some of the, you know, affection that you used to could show, you had to show it differently. Now, I think that's one thing that helped me as well, doubling down on my mouthpiece, mm-hmm. because now we really had to be very clear in what we're saying. We got masks on some of the time. So it's distorted. But being very clear and intentional about my words, um, because life and death, you know, lies in the power of the tongue. Right. So speaking life into others, especially in this time, of letting them know, hey, we, we we are going through some rough times. There are people that are getting sick. You may be losing people, you mm-hmm. know, um, but that doesn't stop you from moving forward, because when that person was here and it was near and dear to you, 
they wanted a certain thing for your life. Mm. So we can't forget that. You know, one one student came to me getting ready to go into summer school and we had two different versions of summer school this year. We had a part where if a kid did not pass, they had to go, you know, the traditional kind. Mm. But we also had an enrichment side where they could choose to come and do, you know, fun things. Well, this one little girl, she had passed all of her courses. She said, you know, Mr. Keg, I'm coming to summer school because I want to do something with my life. I want to go to college. You know, mm. my dad passed away. But before he passed, he said, you know, that's what he wanted for me. Mm. I said, baby, well, that's what we're going to do. You know, come this summer, we're going to have fun. You're going to be able to dive in a little bit deeper into the content and really just explore it and love it. But we're going to continue to nurture that seed. So um, you never know when your te- opportunity is coming to empower somebody else. But when it comes, you got to be ready. That's big. I, I like how you said that. And I guess what, one of the things that, that struck me meeting you was um, was the way in which you, you carry yourself. I guess some people may call it the poise, but it, it's always funny because I believe we met at, at one of um, Eric Thomas's conferences and you never know who's, who's in the room. And I think I, I just met you at the door or we were sitting next to each other and um, you tell me tell me a little bit about your background, and then obviously everything quiets down once he starts speaking and starts um, teaching on what he's going to teach. And then every now and then he'll call somebody from the audience, and he just called on you, and it's like you just stood up, you spoke to what he asked you about, and then you sat back down. You're just like, oh, we're, we're cool. It's like there's there's nothing to put on. Be like, oh, okay, yeah, he he recognized me. Here's here's like. Let me show let me show you who I am. But um, I said all that to say with 2020 during 2020, did you find yourself saying less or did you find people that already knew you to be who you shown them you are um, relying on you more so or just being more confident within themselves that, hey, like it's going to be OK because like we've built up a rapport of like. When things get tough, we we hunker down and we we just take care of business. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think it. I'll give you a sports analogy. Being a former coach, that's always in me. Um, but I was just talking to someone the other day that's kind of going through a rough time and like trying to figure it out. And it fits exactly what I've been doing. But it was like we were being blitzed, you know, in football, and the pocket is collapsing in on you. And just like you just mentioned. I, 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 my leadership exudes me. It, it surpasses me. Gift that I've been blessed with, the gift of gab, you know, the gift of career, all those things. Like a lot of times, like, can you buy? No, it's got to be in. You know, like my shirt says, the day is essential. Don't look for the one, be the one. So I don't have to, as the quarterback of the team, always be boisterous and I'll, it's all of by your example. You, and when your number is called, when you have to make that play, when when I, when the pocket is breaking down, you got to step up in the pocket and deliver. And that's one thing I was telling that, that young man just, just the other day. Like, you know, a lot of people, People are dependent on you because situations have happened in your family. You know, everybody may be, you know, in disarray, but you have to step up now. So I find myself a lot of times in that the teachers, the students, the parents, like it's countless people that I've had to mentor or talk to. Even my um, select basketball team that my son plays on beast mode. Um, we just got back off a long road trip, went to Florida, but I took them on a detour. We went to Selma, Alabama. We're, we're on the bridge. Mm. Like, I want you to know that this bigger than you. And and it's not just good enough for me to be a leader or for me to have that quiet confidence you talked about, but I have to instill that in others. Because if I don't, when I'm going, when my voice is gone, what then happens? Mm. So yeah, I found myself to answer your question, empowering others even more 
um, through through my actions more than my words. Mm -hmm. You know, being dependable, being there, having those solutions. Um, no box thinking. You know, people like we got to think outside the box. We got to get creative. I've been burned that box a long time ago, <laughs> so it wasn't hard for me when we have to go electronically when we have to do Zoom. Like I'm like turn the camera. Like it's time to go. <laughs> like you been. Nobody knew me in the crowd. I laid low when my opportunity came and it was a stay ready conference. Like it, it, what could be more true than staying ready and being ready? You never know what's going to be called. But if I get up and I'm stumbling, I'm bumbling, you know what I'm saying? No, I have to deliver. Um, and so, yeah, that's one thing that I definitely saw myself doing even more. Leading by example, stepping up in the pocket, mm -hmm. being that quarterback, no matter, you know, people laying on my leg, people pulling at my jersey, like, no, I got to step up. I got to deliver because the touchdown now, like the win that we're looking for now, and mm -hmm. that's always been my mantra, win the day. The win we're looking for now is winning souls, winning lives, winning kids. You know, it, it's it, this is not, you know, the, the Patriots versus the Packers. This is not the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. Like, this is so much larger because people are dependent on me. So I got to step up. Wow. I guess to, to, that, to that same vein, how have you seen your – like the empowerment that you poured into people over the years, how did you see that reflected in some of your leaders, some of your teachers, some of the students that you've come to know over the years? Oh man, it's so surreal because I've seen I've seen the joys and means of some of my my prior, you know, plannings. I've seen people gotten promotions that started out with me as teachers that are now leading their own campus. I've seen people that I pulled out of the classroom and plucked and they're like, hey, I'm just comfortable with being a teacher. I'm like, no, I see something better in you. Um, I got a call and she said, um, you know, before you left here, you know, you told me I, the classroom was too small for me and you moved me into a reading and adventures role. I moved into an AP. Guess what now, Mr. Kegler? They're moving me to the district office. I'm over the whole district now, this certain program that you taught me. So, I saw all of that. I also saw kids who fell off, you know, some students that I had in the past that that didn't meet the expectation. They weren't being the brand as I had always talked to them about. But you know what? I told them, hey, you, you may not be in this one arena that you're accustomed to being in with me, but my love and my passion and my calling for you is, is way deeper than basketball or anything else. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm always going to be here for you. So mentoring them, talking them out how just because I make a mistake doesn't mean I'm negated from life. You know, that's that's one play. That's one day. You can get better, but this is the way we have to get better. Now, if you want me to, to pour into you and to teach, you got to listen, but we can get there. So, like I said, I, I've seen some successes and that's like that's the biggest thing for me. Um, not me getting a promotion or not me being known. But if my work for someone else transcends them and takes them to the next level, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. And, and like I said, being promoted to principal, being promoted to central office, I'm like, hey, if I, if I can just be the conduit of change for you, mm. then my life was worth living. Awesome. I'm curious, how, how did you um, how did you get the the idea to become a principal? Like when when was that um, like? Like what, what motivated you to say, like, I, I want to be a principal. Okay. So it, it's, it's an ironic story. And, you know, I have to go through this several different times throughout different phases of my life. And I have to, I have to share my story. So I was in the gym and being a coach, mm -hmm. uh, my son was kindergarten, pre-K kindergarten age, and I was coaching. Mm -hmm. So my coaching career took me, you know, all different places. So one night, I'm up from like Thursday morning all the way to like Friday morning. I missed him. I didn't get to see him. I'm doing all the things that come with coaching. And I say, you know, I'm putting all of this on the line for 60 or 70 kids that are not mine. And I have one at home that's four or five that's missing me. So I'm like, I got to pivot from what I'm doing. And traditionally, coaches coach until they're 
40, 50, 60 years old, and then they ride off into the sunset and become administrators for the last few years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to do it differently. So I went back to get my master's. Little to be known, I'm like, I don't, I'm not really going to use it now. It's kind of the, the end of the road project. Um, the principal that I had at that time came into the gym and said, I need somebody that has my back. Our assistant principal got promoted. I'm mm-hmm. just in college. Like, I don't even have my certification yet, but I'm in the gym. I'm impacting all 1,000 kids, like no issues. So she's like, I need somebody that has my back. So that June, she promotes me to her assistant principal. I'm just one year into my master's. I haven't completed it yet, but the calling was there. So, you know, she goes, she has some issues. She's saying her back is hurting, comes back from a, from a doctor's visit and she has pancreatic cancer. Oh. So I'm an assistant principal of a campus that's unacceptable, that has to be turned around. She needs somebody to have her back. Little to be known, I literally had to have her back. Um, sad story, but my mentor, my guardian angel that I take with me all the time, she passes away that year, that fall. So now I'm thrusted into the principal position and I was just, you know, a coach. I'm 26, 27 years old, youngest cat in the state of Texas. But when the calling is on your life is there. And I haven't, to be honest with you, looked back since then. Um, and a lot of people always tell me, you know, I want you to coach me. I want you to mentor me, groom me into being the next. And I said, I'm going to dump you right into the deep end. And they're like, no, no, I want you to hold my hand. I want you to show me. I said, the way that I learned was because I got thrusted into that position. Mm. So don't look for a position that you're not called for. He qualifies the call. He doesn't call to qualify. It's different. It's mm. leveled. And people don't realize that. They don't understand that. And a lot of times they stifle their growth because they're looking and coveting something that somebody else has. Mm. Um, so i got to be 100% honest with you when I tell you it wasn't me looking for the position. The position looked for me. Mm. Now, I was ready when the opportunity came. Because I was studying my craft, you know, I was a hard worker. I was diligent about the few things that I was assigned. And then I became ruler over the many that, you know, were placed in my lap. So that stay ready that you saw me at two or three years ago, Mm -hmm. man, I've been doing that for like 15 years now. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So uh, I know you said you you were a coach, so you were already like coaching at at the middle school. Like that's some, that's a role Mm -hmm. that you, you signed up for. You wanted to be, uh, basketball coach yes sir basketball football and you know the most ironic thing when i say things come they come around in cycles now you know we just went through pd getting ready to go back to school and guess Mm -hmm. what one of our main pushes for the school district that i'm in is now is coaching Mm -hmm. they want everybody to be on coaching cycle they want to be (laughs) who better to coach like that's what i do right so yeah we're not talking x's and o's now we're Mm -hmm. talking jimmy and joe's but i'm still breaking down the data i'm still analyzing Every way that you teach, like I'm, I'm getting you to study your film. Like it's what I do. Mm. So when, when, when you walk and order steps, things line up for you. Gotcha. So, um, is there a coach that you grew up with that kind of in, impacted your life to where you're like, man, okay, whenever I, I get older, that's what I want to do. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I can't be remiss to talk about my dad. Um, coaching me just like I coach my son now. Um, he was my first coach. He was the one that really, you know, taught, taught me the game as far as how to look at everything. Um, but it's kind of like that Akila and the B story. Mm-hmm. He, he was the first one and probably the most influential. But I had uncles. I had his friends. You know, then when I got into school, I had different other people that coached me. So mm-hmm. it's like I looked around and I saw so many coaches that were in my life. Now, mm-hmm. the one thing, well, two things that I did. I was able to pluck the good things from everybody. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like I'm a melting pot of everybody's style. Yeah. But I was also told one time by my defensive coordinator in high school, 
I was just getting my first official job coaching. And he said, I said, man, the, the school district that I'm with now, like they, they don't like the wind, you know, some of the habits they had. He said, you know, what? I'm going to tell you one thing, kid. He said, sometimes learning in life comes from learning what not to do more than what to do. So that just heightened my senses even more. And I'm like, OK, let me be observing and see what I don't want to add to it and what I need to add to it. So I'm always watching. I'm always a people watcher. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned about our first meeting, I'm just sitting back in the crowd and I'm watching. I, I don't have to be the main guy. I don't have to be the MVP for my team to win, but I just want to play that role that I'm assigned. You know, right now, Westbrook is going to L.A. And so everybody's like, how's this going to fit? How's this going to fit? But LeBron has to do it. LeBron is that ultimate glue guy. Mm-hmm. He can be whatever he needs to be. He doesn't always have to be the guy, even though it always falls in his lap. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of how I see it. You know, I'm going to be the glue guy. I'm going to do the dirty work that nobody else wants to do. Let me be Rob. You could be Jordan. <laughs> Let me just be Robin. Let me do what you don't want to do to make mm-hmm. it work. Got, I guess, it, is that a strategy kind of developed over over the years? Or is that, um, t- talk to me about that, like not wanting to be the the highlight, the the main event type type deal, just knowing your role within the team, like how how has that worked? out effectively for you and and how do you show other people that on your team it's all to me it it comes from biblical principles that i learned when i was a young kid and it's like being faithful over few equals ruler over many and so Mm -hmm. many people just want to be the ruler over many they don't realize that the small task is all what it's all about servant Mm -hmm. leadership another buzzword that comes around all the time like i'm not i'm not big on buzzwords Mm -hmm. i'm just big on actions like if i can show you the action like, I want to be the bird. you like, so many people, I'm the noun. is the, want to be the bird, the action, the one that makes the sentence go, you know? So that's something that I've always seen since I, I it's been drilled into me since I was younger. Now, mm. don't look for the one, be the one always came because I would always be like, hey, I'm always thrust into the leadership role because the people that are in position see me doing everything that they want, you know, the ideal person to do, the ideal student or ideal, you know, player. So they've always given me those roles because I've done that and I've been ready for that. But I'm always like, why do I always have to leave? Because everybody else wants to take the shortcuts. Mm-hmm. You know, I pour into my son right now. He's going into high school. We go, we went to his freshman orientation the other day. You know, we're looking at things. He has to go back to the school tomorrow. So it's kind of like the finalization of, OK, he's getting to high school now. But all of the lessons that I've been teaching him, you know, we were in the, the meeting the other day. And so the, the staff, you know, he comes into high school with five credits already. They need mm-hmm. 26 to graduate. He already has five. So he's 21. You know, he gets seven credits a year. He's technically going to be done his junior year. <laughs> so the counselors are getting this stuff and they're like, wow, hold up. She So she first starts off with, let me give you Spanish or foreign language. Oh, you already got both of your Spanish. Wow. He's like, no, I don't need Spanish. I'm already good there. She's like, okay, let me give you. He's already moved forward. So she was like, well, what classes do you want? Now, being a father, most people, they have to go in with their kids. They have to tell them everything. He's like, no, I want this pre-AP class. I want this AP class. I want to be an orthodontist, so I need this professional human services. You know, he's Mm -hmm. looking at everything and laying it out. He's like, yeah, I'm going to need that AMP. You Mm -hmm. know, I've already laid the foundation for him, so he's walking into it. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've now been able to pass to him mm. is when, when you do the little things, when you, when you work hard, he, he's yeah. always been a straight A student. He just got awarded at his middle school, the number one male student. And that's the largest middle school in the state of Texas, North Shore Middle School. Like he just got named the number one student and it was for academics. It wasn't just for sports, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's a pretty good guy in sports. But if you can be better off the court than you are on the court, opportunities are going to come for you. Mm. So I've always, I've lived by that mantra. People have seen that in me, willing to do the little things. So they're, you know, they give me opportunities. 
you mentioned one of the, the greatest motivational speakers that ever walked this earth, even sharing just a, 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 a nanosecond of the mic with you is huge. Hmm. For me, it's like he's always like, hey, Jay, stay ready. You know, it, whenever there's an educational thing going on, he'll call, run some stuff by me. Is that hmm. something that I blast or I brought? No. You know, that's something that between me and him, I know if he ever needs me, if I ever need him, boom. So I actually had a kid that wasn't doing right in school this year, had one of his books up in the Greatness is Upon You, the workbook. Mm-hmm. I gave it to the kid. He was like, who is this guy? I said, you don't know him? <laughs> so, you know, being me, I'm like, okay, let me show you. So I called ET. I put him on speakerphone. I, I put him on FaceTime and the kid's like, oh, whoa, you know him? And so he starts just pouring into him, getting on it right then. Man, you don't know what opportunity you're wasting. So it's sometimes when we become who we're supposed to become, the opportunities overtake us and it connects us to different people in life. And whoever would have thought, you know, mm. I'm being connected with one of the number one motivational speakers in the world. Whoever would have thought our partnerships just from meeting, you know, but when you're a good person, people see that. in. Sometimes I just have to let things just marinate and just be like, you, and getting to what you're saying about being who who you need to be and kind of just like stepping into who you are. And one thing that I'm I'm recognizing about myself is that there's not always a need to fill space in conversation, even if it's like of a like podcast platform or of something of that type. But it's like a lot of times I, I appreciate the word like you just gave because it's like you you need to let it breathe sometime and just be like just let let that sink in for a minute and not just okay question 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 rapid fire it's like no just just let it breathe it's gonna be okay like gather yourself and just be okay <laughs> you're gonna yeah. be okay yeah. here and for sure to your point i when you talk about what do they say like stepping into the pocket and really being being where you, where you need to be i, I guess what does that look like for you on a on a day-to-day basis? Because I, I guess whenever we, we speak like this or whenever you interact with someone, it's like you need to bring a certain sense of energy because you, you know that whether you're feeling it or not, you've got to get yourself up for that. And how much of it is this is just the expectation of the work or the action that's required of me? So... I'm going to do that. And you do it for so long that that repetition just becomes automatic versus, okay, um, if this isn't the right time to present, or if this isn't the right time to, I I wasn't trying to tie these two things, but I know something that I I kind of heard in passing is obviously the Olympics are going on and you have, um, I think Simone Biles came up as the story and somebody brought it up yesterday. I was listening in on the the prayer line and I, I chimed in a little a little bit where part of the discussion was, okay, is it you have a, a mental health um, thing that's been brought up as to okay, if you're not mentally strong, then your physicality won't won't follow. And then mm-hmm. I was I was listening to a comedian kind of talk about it from a sense of like when you're in an industry, when you're on a platform, if you talk about yourself being at a certain level, you have to not only take the good with it, but you've got to take the bad that comes with it. So it's like the pressure and that you've got to be doing enough outside of the limelight when all eyes are going to be on you 24 seven to, um, 
to make sure that like no matter how you're feeling no matter what injury you may have like you you have to show up during that time so my question to you is how how are you able to do that for yourself and kind of reinforce that either with your son your family or the team your the school team around you to just be like okay no matter what's going on like we we have to take care of this like this depend this is um someone's life like someone else is depending on this so it's like we can't just check out because we're not feeling it or we can't just or if you if you need to step away like here's what you need to do just take this forget all the noise that's coming in deal with that come back and do this Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And so, like, it's ironic that you asked me that because I have some different people that are around me that, that work for me, work under me. And whenever they come to me with something or whenever anybody comes to me with something, like you mentioned, how do you turn that on or how do you get that? I'm always getting reps. Like, I'm always at back. I'm always in the pocket. I'm always stepping up because they're like, oh, I don't need a I don't need a TED talk. So I, I flipped it. I'm like, no, you're going to get a keg talk today. Like, so I'm always in that mode. That's always how I am now that the depending on the crowd is depending on my message. You know, I, I may give you scriptural references I'm in a certain crowd, but other references I'm talking to you and teaching you through parables because the greatest among us talk through parables. So I think that's one of the biggest things, especially with the Olympics, you know, because that's a buzz, the hot topic right now. Um, and, and I'm never to say that. And the young lady with tennis, like all of those, I'm, I'm never to say what somebody else can or cannot do. I, I never say I can understand what you're feeling when you when you lose a loved one or when you go through a divorce. I can't say that because I'm not in your shoes. And situations hit everybody differently. So we have to be cognizant of that. But on my end, as for me, what I look at is if I got the Olympics coming up in four years, not only am I on this mat, not only am I in, in this gym shooting, because even the USA basketball is struggling right now. Like it's the hell of everybody. Like that's I, a, that's I, a, I that's wasn't a gonna I wasn't I, gonna bring I, it up. No, you got to, man. <laughs> you got it. You can't you cannot celebrate them True. on one end. And this is the thing I have with the young ladies and, and you know, even USA basketball. I, I can't celebrate you and glorify you on one end. But then on the other, end, you're like, oh, I'm a human. Oh, you can't do this. No, you you make millions and billions of dollars to to play a kid's game. Mm-hmm. So my mindset and, and if my son were ever in that role or that position, which he's you know, he plays basketball all the time. So I'm constantly pointing him. But what I'm telling him is when the season comes. You got to be ready to produce for your team. Mm. You got to be there. And 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 so I've always taught him when, whenever you get hurt and whenever you, there's a difference between being hurt and the injury. Like if you're really injured, stay down on the ground. You know, if I come to you, I know something wrong. If you're just hurt, you better get up and you better move on. Now, now the, the point I'm going to tell you about that is I'm in the gym shooting or I'm on the mat flipping, I'm stretching, I'm doing all that, but I got to get my mental right as well. I'm, I'm, when I step on the campus, like all lights are on. Now, I've never been a, a principal or anyone to stay in there. And I'm going to say I'm going to be the first one here and the last one to leave. That's kind of that old school mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm burning the midnight oil. Just because you're there doesn't mean you're doing anything. The best ability is availability. So AD and the Lakers won a championship when he was available. The year he wasn't available, they didn't win. It's simple math. But mentally, you got to be locked in. So whenever I'm not in, in the campus, when I'm I'm praying, I'm talking with my family, you know, I, I have a strong, strong, strong support. group. So I'm constantly, you know, working on myself. I'm listening to music. I'm writing. I'm reading. You know, I'm doing something to give me that edge. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm doing something. Hmm. Um, but one thing that I always taught my son 
is when you listen to music, I want you to listen to the words. I don't, just don't want you to listen to the beat because sometimes the beat can draw you in and the words are trash and it's pouring in bad things into your spirit. So when I listen for certain words, now it's letting me know, hey, everything's okay. I just lost uh, someone that was near and dear to me um, not six months ago, you know, um, senseless gun violence act. It took a young guy away. Um, but he was a budding superstar as far as the rap game. And he was playing basketball overseas. So I've been posting about him a lot. Um, and, and one song that he has that sticks with me um, is people are dependent on me. Hmm. Like, so if someone is dependent on me and they say it all the time with the sports stars, like if Jordan comes to your area, if LeBron comes, and that's the one time that you saved up $150, $200 to go see them. Uh, I'll give it to you an example like we're talking. If E.T. comes to your town, if he comes to Atlanta, I saved up. <laughs> I got, you know, whatever little crumbs I had, I put together and I put together $100 to go see E.T. I get there and E.T. like, oh, I don't feel good. I can't perform. I can't speak. Like some of the biggest times that I've been getting ready to preach, I've been getting ready for one of the biggest games I had to coach, one of the biggest meetings I had as far as education. Right up until the moment when I opened my mouth to leave and do what I was there to do, I felt horrible because that, that's just that opposition. That's that enemy trying to test you and see if you really want it. No, the light's coming up. When I got to Atlanta, I was just getting off the plane, a red eye, just coming in talking to you. I hadn't slept in 24 hours, but that wasn't an excuse. I had to perform. Then I had to get back and get back to Texas to do what I do here. But nobody needs to know what's happening on the outside of you. you got to have a counselor. you got to have somebody that you're talking to. Uh, a mentor, somebody that's helping you to get through that. And and you got to work on that just like your other muscles. The brain is a muscle. Yep. And how, what do we pour into it? What do we do? How do we stretch it? How do we strengthen it? And I think that's one thing now. Yeah, SEL is big. We've all been cooped up in the house. We've been doing different things. We haven't had the different luxuries, been able to talk to people like we used to. But that's no excuse. And like I said, if you if you play checkers, yeah, life is going to catch you. And, and even a kindergarten can beat me and you in checkers because it's just jumpy. Yep. King me. <laughs> like, I remember Rudy on the college. So king me, king me. Like, <laughs> and she was a little kid. But if I'm playing chess, now I'm like three or four moves ahead and I'm seeing like, oh, man. Like, I already know what you're going to do. I'm going to make you, I'm going to put you in submission. You don't even know. Mm. That's how you have to be with life and have to be with problems. Like, I got to think ahead. I got to be prepared. I have to know frontwards and backwards what I'm doing, whatever my call is, mm. whatever your, your position is in life. Like, know your position in and out. Know the numbers. Know the data. Mm. Know, know how everything is trending. And be prepared for any situation that can come. Run those situations over your head. Mm. As I'm going 20, 30 minutes to work every day in my commute and back home, I'm either detoxing or I'm programming my mind on what I'm about to do, what I'm about to attack. Okay, mm -hmm. what problems could I potentially face today? What kid could come with something bad on their mind? What parent could come with some excuse about a teacher? What teacher could come that has some issue going on at home? Like mm -hmm. all of these variables, how right. do I deal with this? If, if this teacher goes down, who am I going to plug in here? Now, when I get there and then the situation happens, people are like, oh, man, you were cool. That parent came in cussing and fussing. They always leave out of my office smiling, laughing, and like we had a family reunion. They're like, how do you do that? Because mentally I was prepared. Mm -hmm. He who angers you controls you. I never let the situation that gets the people know that it gets to me. You're never going to know that. Right. So with the with the new year coming up, the new school year, um, What's something that you're doing? What What's the strategy that you're using like for the start of the month coming up? So the strategy that I've been using now, and it's, the book is right here by me, um, it's different by jobs. But the, the strategy that I'm using, and it's just sometimes a lot of things that you look at confirms what you're already doing. So you don't necessarily have to change anything. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's doubling down. So what I'm doing is doubling down and being different and unique. 
I'm not I'm not embracing the status quo. I never have. I probably never will, you know, mm-hmm. when I leave this earth. And I told my wife, bury me in a sweatsuit, bury me in a t-shirt and jeans. Like, don't bury me traditionally. That's like that's never been me. So doubling down on the uniqueness and differentness and celebrating that in others. Um, mm-hmm. that's one of the gifts that I've always had. Last year when I first um got to the campus, I saw this teacher and I saw leadership qualities in her. And I'm like, why are you not leading? She was like, What do you mean? You know, I got two or three kids. I, I'm not really in position. I said, it's not about everything that goes on outside of you. It's about what people need of you. Man, before the school year is over, this this lady's getting a, a promotion, you know. But it's sometimes just planting that seed. So celebrating that uniqueness in others, finding those gifts, mm-hmm. um, honing in on them on my own. Like, I know I'm an empowerment specialist. I know I'm a transformational agent. Like, that's what I've been blessed with. So I got to walk in that. Like, I can't deny my gifts. Mm-hmm. So... When I do it, though, I have to be measured and understand and know that every seed that I plant, I'm not going to be able to see the fruit of. Mm. Sometimes it's just about, you know, toiling the soil, just getting the soil ready. And I may be trying to plant and it's not time to plant, but I just got to get the surface ready for the next person. Mm. So I just got to loosen up some of those things, some of those misconceptions, some of those deficiencies that you feel like you have in yourself. I got to shake those up. Mm. I'm not going to open the soda bottle, but I got to shake that joke up. So when somebody else opens it, boom, you explode. Like on the scene. <laughs> but people don't realize what you're doing. Like when, when you're truly tapped into you and you tap into others, like right now in this, this podcast, you know, I'm we're going back and forth. We're vibing very well. Like people don't really understand what it takes to vibe. Like you can't just pop up on your podcast. Oh, I'm doing a podcast today. Just let me turn on the mic. Let me just go. No, it takes preparation. You know, right. we've talked several times before we got to here today. Like that's what it's all about. You can't just come and say, oh, the lights are on now. It's time to show. Mm-hmm. No, it's what you do when the lights are not on. You wasn't in the gym with me when I was shooting. Like, that's why people like when they make it, certain people don't get to go with them. Mm-hmm. Rod Wave has look, my son loves Rod Wave. So I just tapped into him right now. It just hit me. I dropped in my spirit. We need to put it here. But I, I'm not an elevator. I can't take you to the top with me. Like, sometimes you got to realize I'm not the elevator for you. I can show you the top, but I'm not going to take you with me because you're not willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I've realized that I really got to double down on what I am um, and really continue to pour into others, tap into others and show them, hey, this is where this is what it's about. This is how you get it. That's good. What's something that you gained from 2020? I gained the I gained appreciation of of my son and my wife, to be 100 percent honest with you. They've supported me through my grind, through my climb, through all that I've done for, for years. Um, and this past year, not that I'm stagnant because I'm always moving and looking at the different options, but I was kind of taking a backseat because I knew he had five years before he graduates. He really wants to be successful and do different things in life. So I'm like, right now, I, I haven't really been on the circuit as much. I haven't done my Twitter chat. I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts. I haven't been doing a lot of things because I've just been sitting back trying to make sure I get him right. But both of them, I've seen them sober. Like I said, he got named the top middle school student. Like, I'm like, wow, my wife. She actually is getting ready to graduate. She already had her master's, but she went back to get her principal certification. I'm like, wow. You know, like, so everything attached to me, uh, to Kaylin Carr, everything attached to me will win. Like, that, that's my motto. Um, so 2020, more than anything, I learned to appreciate, like I said, my, my son and my wife, because I've seen them soar like never before. Um, and it, it's an accomplishment that I'm like, wow. Um, got a chance to, uh, we moved to Houston a couple of years ago. So we got in position. We kind of figured out the area we want to stay in. Got a chance to purchase my second home. You know, I'm 37 years old and I'm purchasing my second home. But the beauty of it this time, my son was younger the last time that we did it. 
This time he was right there when I signed every paper. Mm. So like him getting the award he got at the end of the year, I know it was intentional because last year, about a year ago, we signed papers, we signed documents. He saw money change hands. He saw a lot of different transactions. And he's like, wow, dad. I said, son, I want you to shatter anything that I've ever thought about doing. The home we have is nice. We've been blessed with it, yes. But I want you to have so much more. But you got to be able to see me do this. Like, I, I want you to see it before you do it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, being able to see those two take off and soar ha- has done my soul really good because it was a, it was amidst a pandemic that, you know, things could have went differently. I go to school every day. Uh, I'm in the world every day. So I, I have different people that I see, different kids that I see on drugs, you know doing all kinds of different things that, you know, and I'm every time I see something going on, I, I see a story on the news, I read something in the paper, I, I'm just thankful so much more for my son because he could be doing those things, you know, but he's not. So um, 2020 showed me appreciation of my family for sure. That's awesome. And I guess with that, who do you say you are? I say I am a child of God more importantly than anything. Um, I never stray away from that. And, and with that comes all of my gifts that I've been blessed with. Uh, the gift of gab. I, I love to hold conversations with anybody. I love to talk. Um, my my ability to coach and strategize and being a true no box thinker, I think encompasses everything because I truly believe there are no limits. Uh, there may be some, some roadblocks, there may be some hurdles, but at the end of the day, my transformation, my mind um, is so strong that I can pretty much overcome anything. So, a transformational agent that change is what I'm all about and, and change for the better. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I say. I am. If anybody comes to me and it doesn't, it doesn't take them long to see it. Oh, um, they like, man, are you a preacher's own? Hey, uh, <laughs> man, let's talk about that. You know, after hours, we clocked in now, but no, I, I walk in my gift. Um, now the one thing that I've learned over time and, and it's been pain, it's been a painstaking process. I'll be honest with you. The closer I get to, what I feel like is a mountaintop experience for me, the tougher it is because I, certain people are, are not able to go with me. Mm. And that's one of the toughest things for me being a transformation or a change agent is I want everybody to succeed. Mm. And a lot of times I want it more for others than they want it for themselves. And when I get to that mountaintop and I realize some people are still in the valley and they're like, that, oh, what was me? And I'm like, you could have came with me. All you had to do was listen. But that's been one of the toughest things for me um, as I mature, as I get older and I see different things. Um, it hurts because everybody's not going to make it to the promised land. And you read that and you're like, man, nah, that's not, you know, everybody. But you start seeing decisions and choices people are making. You're like, OK, I can see that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I say. I am. And I try to walk in it every day. I'm a perfect. No way. Not at all. I'm, I'm as flawed as they come. Um, but one thing you'll never you'll never be able to get at somebody who's going to work as hard as I am. Um, to try to make a difference in the lives of others. Awesome. Man, I don't know if this will be the the last episode that airs for the year 2021, but I'm curious, how do you see, now that we're just over the halfway point, how do you see the year wrapping up? <laughs> I see I see more trials and more, more dissension coming that's came in the past. And, and it's it's simple, um, mm. you know. I'm, I'm an educator, but it's because of history. Right. If you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. We keep repeating the cycle of right. hate, of division, because we won't come together. You know, mm. that's that's the saddest part. And it's not that we have different languages because we got Rosetta Stone, so it's no excuse <laughs> now for us not all being on the same page. To be 100 percent honest with you, you can sure. literally learn any language you want to learn in this earth. But the language of love, 
we're missing. And and love is the key. You know, I, I love music. My uncle, you know, back in the day, uh, Frank and Beverly made love is the key. And I always wondered, you know, he would always talk about me. You got to love others. You know, mm. he's gone, you know, rest in peace to him. But it's just the thing with me is love. We, right. we don't have enough. So trying to spread that, I will tell you, yeah, this may be the last podcast, but touching others or, or doing other things and making differences and putting your fingerprints on the world. Um, there are so many ways you can do it. So if you can help one, your wife, your life is worth living. Keep looking for that one um, and, and keep doing what you're doing. My brother, I salute you. Um, it, it's not easy to do it. So many people are doing negative things, but you have a positive platform that you are really trying to make an impact on the world. So I will say keep doing that. But the rest of 2021, I think, looks a lot like the past because hmm. we, we still haven't learned from it. We got people trying to serve multiple different things like you can't serve two masters we got people still calling people president they're like okay it's a change i, I, I may not like who i may not like that milwaukee won the championship but they're the champs right now right. so you just gotta acknowledge that until another competition comes up that you can change that it mm -hmm. is what it is you can't still be using the steel and still do like come on <laughs> like, like at the end of the day when when opposition comes when things come let, let's work together and yeah. and the united states of america if we can unite we right. can truly be the, the being that everybody else in the world is looking at. So mm. um, I think the rest of 2021 looks looks dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there are people planning. There are yeah. leaders planning uh, like yourself and myself that they can definitely make a difference in our, our neck of the woods. Mm. And then that little ripple effect can can, you know, create change all over. So. Um, right. I think we definitely have to stay ready because what's to come has already been here. Hopefully right. our eyes were open. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we wasn't eyes wide shit like that movie. Hopefully right. our eyes were open. We saw it the first time we can learn from it. Awesome. I, I I like how you brought that up, the word dissension, because like you said, planning for the thing that is known to come that's already been here. It's like, okay, when you said it, I received it in the sense to be like, okay, don't don't be surprised when it shows up, but also knowing that it's going to show up, prepare yourself to respond to it appropriately because it's like just when it knocks on your door, um, a coach of mine says this, it's like, I think it's hate knocked, love answered, and no one was there. So it's like tapping back into that. It's You have different forms of love, but just for me as a takeaway now, it's I've got to tap into the love and, and the way in which I respond to people and not to let whatever comes, whether it's someone saying something that I, I may not understand within that moment, but just allowing it to pass and kind of just moving with, with, with love and just learning to embrace things properly to say, okay, how do we unite and not just you go your way, I'm going my way. But I think that that's a beautiful note to to end on. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. How can people um, reach out to you, connect with you online, offline? Um, I'm definitely available all the time. Um, I'm on social media. Jonathan Kegler, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-E-G-L-E-R. Um, pretty much on all platforms or Coach Kepler. Um, you can find me at either one of those, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I definitely still interact with people all the time there. Um, if they would like to reach out to me, contact me about any kind of platform or talking or speaking, I still do it. It's just I'm really measured in what I do because, like I said, I'm pouring into Jameson 24-7 right now. Yep. Um, but they can email me. Coach Kegler at yahoo.com. 
and I'll definitely get back to them um, with whatever they have, whatever inquiry they have. We can get together. We can work some things out. Um, I don't mind speaking. I don't mind helping educational platforms, uh, religious platforms, you name it. Um, I definitely don't mind doing it. So um, um, I'm just willing to help anybody any way I can. But definitely uh, what you mentioned was key that you ended it on. We can't play checkers with this thing anymore. We got to play chess. And now is the time. We got a little warning. We, <laughs> we heard some warning shots. Like, yeah. this is spreading just like uh, chicken pox. Okay, whoa. This is totally different from the first time. How are we going to move differently this time? Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks for having me.